0: Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast, and I say this every time, but if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and hit the like button. That'll help us. And also uh, send yourself notifications by ringing the bell. And then there's one more thing. You can go to myfaithroots.com, and you can register for a free email devotional that I send out every day. So... Uh, make sure you take advantage of all of that. What is faith? A lot of people are confused about faith, but we know more today than we did five days ago. I'll tell you that. Without faith, man cannot please God, Hebrews 11, 6 says, for the man who draws near to God must believe that there is a God and that he will reveal himself to those who sincerely look for him. How do I look for God? Where do I go to look? Well we're going to find that, that answer. Jesus Christ is called the Word of God. He is the revealed Word of God. That is, He came in a physical body, grew up, and experienced the human condition in order to show us the character, of the heart, and the nature of God. He was made into a human being, and He did this to demonstrate the goodness of God. Um, You know, Jesus shows goodness all the way through. There are some conflicts with Jesus where he gets after some hypocrites, but he's tough on them because these people are turning people away from God. And he hates it when he sees people turning away from God. So those that were hypocritical and phonies and and uh, needed to be rebuked, Jesus was not afraid to do that. So this idea that he was approving of everybody is not true because it, 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 it actually hurt people to think that he would approve of everybody. He did not approve of everybody. There were some that he absolutely disapproved of, and it was because of how they turned people from God. Now, before Jesus came to earth, the prophets were the ones who were used by God to declare God's goodness. Look at Nahum 1-7. Nahum says, "...the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows..." Those who trust him. So the Bible says God's good. Now, he may not appear good to everybody, but here it says he's good to those who trust him, and he knows those people. In other words, people who don't know him, uh, he does not respond back to them like he does to those who know him, who trust him. Listen to Psalm 103. We're going to read the first six verses. Bless the Lord. This is David. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Pause. One of the greatest ways to build faith is to read God's Word, say it out loud to yourself, so then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. You can cause yourself to hear with your physical ears the Word of God just like another person can by saying it out loud, reading it out loud. So here we see David demonstrating this for us. The Lord, or Bless the Lord, O oh, my soul. What's he doing? He's talking to himself. He is telling his inner man, his soul." Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Somebody said, well, you're serving the Lord only for benefits. That's what we're told to do. Uh, We serve for the benefits, but we serve for the relationship, and the relationship has benefits. He forgives all our iniquities. He heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. God turns things around. Doesn't mean He does it instantly. Doesn't mean all of this stuff happens the minute you begin to believe it. But it eventually comes to pass. That's what faith does. Faith doesn't change God. Faith changes circumstances. It is the vehicle through which He changes things in the earth. Listen, when God wanted to create a world... He had a nothing. There was nothing. And so, what did he do? He releases faith according to Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. He begins to speak according to Genesis chapter 1. He says, Let there be light. How does he release this power? He releases power by speaking his word. That's where his power is. And we said this a couple of episodes ago that God has invested all of his power into his word. That's why it says that He upholds all things by the word of His power. Not the power of His word. He upholds things by the word of His power. His word is where the power is. Someone said, but what about the Holy Spirit? Doesn't the Holy Spirit do things like that? Doesn't He work miracles? Yes, He does, but He does it always in conjunction with the Word of God. You never see the Holy Spirit just doing things without the Word. He's always confirming the Word. They went everywhere preaching the Word, it says in Mark. And the Lord working with them, confirming the Word with signs following. That's what it says. He confirms the Word. So the Holy Spirit works with the Word. Now, Jesus came to reveal the goodness of God Two different ways. And I said this last message, and I'm going to repeat it again. First of all, in words, but that's not enough. You have to do it also in actions. We reveal God's goodness in words and in actions. God wants to do more action than, than what we permit Him to do. but But we're afraid sometimes because we don't think we can work a miracle. We don't think we can do anything supernatural. That's not your job. That's not my job. That's not my department. My department is to pray, let God deal with the supernatural element. My job is to pray. The reason I believe we're not seeing as much of the power of God displayed is because we're afraid to pray and we think it all depends on us. It does not all depend on us. It's God that does it anyway. So we've got to give Him that chance to work. So listen to this. This is in Matthew chapter 4, and it's immediately after Jesus was tempted by the devil. I mean, He just got out of a 40-day fast. He's probably still very skinny from not eating for 40 days. And and, and Jesus, I'm sure, was not heavy to begin with. So here He is, very skinny. And Jesus went about Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Now listen to this. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee, from Decapolis, that's a region to the north and east of the, the Sea of Galilee, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. Man, this is amazing. This is amazing. You know what I'm convinced of? I am convinced that a person could build strong faith just by reading these three verses. Matthew 4.23, Matthew 4.24, Matthew 4.25. Just read it out loud, what Jesus did. It would put you in great expectation of Jesus' power today. Just reading this. You know, faith in God is not confined to a time or a physical location. When the people of Jesus' day heard about all these things, their faith was built. And that's why they came to him asking him for help. Lepers came to him and said, Lord, if you will, you can make me whole. How did they get that faith? They heard about Jesus. Well, here is exactly what he did. We have the story. This is what they heard. And this still has power today. You know, we think that these words have lost their power because Jesus isn't on the earth anymore. But the Bible says in Hebrews thirteen eight, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In fact, today He's even more powerful because He has paid for our sins. He rose from the dead. He's seated at the right hand of God. The Holy Spirit is at work in planet earth And people can call on him from any point on this globe and be heard immediately. In those days, they had to be in his physical presence. Today, they can get to him wherever they are. Oh my goodness, if we understood this, it would be amazing. Listen to this. God appeared to a number of people, and this is what he said. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And when he said that... All three of those guys were dead. They were all dead. But he didn't say, I was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said that to Moses. I mean, this is several hundred years after Abraham, after Isaac, after Jacob. And God appeared to Moses and said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because there's no tense with God. This is a hard one to wrap your mind around. God exists independent of time. So God's God of the future. He's God of the present. He's also God of the past. God can secure your future. He can bless your present. But you know God can fix your past. God can redeem your past. He still can work on your past even though it's past. You can't get back to it. He can. That's what God's able to do because He is God of all times. He is eternal. Hard thing for us with this little noggin to wrap our minds around that, but God is independent of time and independent of space. There's no tense with God. Now, that's why you can go back and read those passages about Jesus' earthly ministry and all that and let it build your faith. It's amazing what it can do. Jesus' messages encouraged people to experience the goodness of God. And uh, here he is preaching his first big-time sermon. It's the Sermon on the Mount. And this is kind of near the end, so he's just about to close it out. And Matthew 7, beginning of verse 7, here's what it says. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks Finds, And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? Pay attention to this. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven... Give good things to those who ask him. Jesus didn't teach that God the Father was the opposite of man. He taught that God the Father was everything good that man is, and even more besides. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. If something is higher than it's all that we are and then some on top of that, infinitely on top of that, that's God. So this kind of communication from Jesus is what put people in expectation. It's what built faith. These words built the faith of people. And if you're going to have strong faith, you need to read words like this, and you need to feast on these words. And then it's not enough just to read them once, twice, but I would write them down. When I wanted to memorize something, I would write it down, write it out, and then read it out loud several times. And when I would do that, I could hear those words in my spirit over and over again. And the Holy Spirit then had something to work with to bring back to me when I was in a time of trouble. And I mean, it was an amazing thing how he did that. I remember we were playing basketball when my oldest daughter was nine, and she fell down on a concrete floor in the warehouse where we were playing and developed a blood clot. And anyway, once we got her to the the clinic and they did a CAT scan, Uh, they were super serious, and they said, Mr. George, you need to get across to the emergency room of the hospital right now. So I drove across the street, and I was met there by a neurologist who told me what I was facing. My daughter had a blood clot on her brain that was an inch thick, as big as her hand, and he was quite shocked that she was still conscious that she wasn't knocked out. In fact, he was really surprised she wasn't dead. And so when I heard what all we were facing, and when they put the papers in front of me to sign because they had to do the surgery to evacuate the blood clot, and I was agreeable with that, but this is what I heard. I heard, Jesus said, If you say unto this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe those things you say will come to pass, you'll have whatever you say. I knew that verse. I had said that verse hundreds of times I had never had to use that verse. I couldn't think of a time that I had ever used that verse in my relationship with God. But I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Spirit brought that verse to my mind when I needed it the most. And I stood on that verse. And this is what I said. My daughter will live and not die. They will evacuate the blood clot. She will come home early from the hospital. We will recover. There will be no complications. She will be fine because Jesus said, if you say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe those things you say will come to pass. You'll have whatever you say. Now I got to tell you something. I didn't wait to learn that verse when my daughter fell on that gym floor. I learned that verse 20 years before. It was a way of life with me. It was something that I sunk my teeth into. And this is where faith becomes strong. A lot of people hear someone that has faith and they immediately want to copy it and they think they can have great faith in just a few minutes. It's not instant. This is a relationship and it's a way of life, but it can be done. And you may be thinking, I've waited too long. No, you haven't. Start where you are. This is what I love about God. God is merciful. There's a story in the scriptures about a bunch of workmen. Some worked one hour of the day and some worked 12 hours of the day. Do you know that God paid the ones who worked the one hour as much as he did the guys who worked the whole 12? What that means is God will reward you for starting whenever you start. He doesn't hold you accountable to what you weren't there to start for. He holds you accountable to when you have the opportunity to start. So start right now to begin to develop strong faith. Well, we'll pick this back up next week, and I can hardly wait to get into that next series of lessons. we got five more next week and five more the week after that, so be sure to sign up for that email. Make sure you get it coming to you. It's faithroots or myfaithroots.com and uh, we'll get it right out to you. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time.